Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of 365 Days of Happiness. Today, I believe, is episode number 39, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome to episode number 39. I hope everyone is having a great start of their week. And to start off with the usual, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for giving this a chance, you know. Just tuning in, clicking the episode. That's enough for me to thank you and be really thankful for you to even be in this position. So again, thanks so much to everyone just tuning in and clicking in to just see what's what's this episode about. Okay, but in our usual manner, we will start off with what happened last episode. And well, to be to be completely uh, not not blunt, <laughs> to be to be very fair, I know I mentioned last episode I did kind of forget to record the episode. <laughs> But, but today I didn't forget. <laughs> so, um, I think last episode we talked about what are emotions and really what is the neurochemical basis of emotion, right? Like, how does electrical impulses and electrical and chemical signals in our brain really generate emotions? And I guess it's, it's really tricky and it's really, really hard to pinpoint. And honestly, I'm not even sure if a scientist quite understand what emotions are based off, right? Like, to, to the most basic extent of the theory it is basically just a summation of different chemical and um electrical signals that create emotion but to be quite like to be quite honest i'm not sure they really understand why they create emotion but for all educate uh, educative if for all like informative purposes all you need to do is that emotions are basically dominated by these electrical and chemical found uh, signals in our brain right so if you want to be in a more happy mood or in a more mellow mood you should do things that increase chemical x in your brain to give you response y right so it's it's kind of like biohacking your own um your own brain right so for example if you want to feel more relaxed and mellow throughout the day maybe looking into what neurotransmitters meditation and yoga bring into the mix and see how they how they contribute to your chemical balance in your brain, right? So it is a matter of really understanding what activities can give you what results. And I think that's kind of what we boiled it down to is just basically how how to um, effectively change your mood and change your emotions based on what you do. So that's kind of like the main takeaway from last episode. But for today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, a very common phenomenon, I would say, especially... You know, we have talked about stress and how stress is the main currency of the 21st century and how our lives at this point basically revolve around stress and how much stress we can handle, how much stress can we put out on people, how much stress can can we put on ourselves. And, and this whole, you know, idea and concept of constantly being under stress, of course, takes a toll on our own mental state. Which I guess kind of leads us to today's episode and it is burnout and how to avoid it. So what is burnout and how can we avoid burnout? So I guess we start off, we start off by asking ourselves what really burnout is. And I, I think the best way for me to 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 make an analogy out of burnout um, is is like a muscle, right? When you when you go to the gym, for example, and you work your muscle really, really hard. Um, you see that your muscle is sore for quite like the next couple days, right? Like you might be working, working for two hours, but you're gonna feel that um, that burnout for um, three, two, three days, right? 
Same thing I can say we can apply to the brain, right? So if, you, if you're if you effectively overworking your brain and you keep on, you know, kind of inputting this all this stress and all this tasks to do and you overwhelm your, your brain, yes, you will be able to do it because like a muscle, you can exercise it to exercise it as much as you want. However, you don't want to exercise your brain brain to exhaustion like you do with muscles right this is where the things kind of the analogy kind of breaks apart whether well sorry uh, like in the gym you do want to exercise your muscle until exhaustion your brain you don't want to do that because that soreness you experience with your muscle which is for muscle growth what you experience in your brain is what we tend to call burnout so again what you want to do in your muscle which is working into exhaustion to increase muscle mass you do not want to do to your own brain because you're gonna basically impair yourself right and your muscles you don't need them to be working a hundred percent capacity every single day whereas your brain you need it to be working a hundred percent capacity because it is debilitating to to not have your brain working as you want it to right and, and you don't want to overwork your brain to 100% capacity because every task you do, at least, that is semi, um, well, how to say, semi-demanding to your brain, needs your brain to be functioning at 100% capacity. Whereas your muscles, again, you don't need them to be working at 100% capacity. So, again, when you overwork your brain and you reach that burnout zone, you start to debilitate yourself and you start to hinder how much you can do on your day-to-day basis. So, I guess now that we have that analogy out of the way and it kind of like express my emotions about <laughs> muscles and brains, um, what, how does burnout look and how is burnout expressed in people? Well, the short answer is... It varies. It does vary from people, from person to person. Um, everyone has different symptoms of burnout, and everyone has different, you know, reactions to overwork. Some people might get anxious. Some people might get depressed. Some people might lack motivation. Some people might just, um, you know, be tired all the time. You know, want to just sleep, 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 and do nothing. And you know, there's a lot of overlap in the in the burnout cat and the burnout like zone, I guess. A lot of people do experience very common symptoms, but I, I guess my best way to describe burnout from my perspective is you just don't feel like doing anything. You have no motivation, no drive to to continue with with your projects, your goals, your ambitions. You just want to, you know, take a break and relax and just do do the bare minimum. And again, I know people. For some people, they they express that their burnout is complete, just anxiety inducing. Like right, they don't have. They, they don't they, they can't achieve what they want to achieve and that is anxiety inducing to them or even depression they they you know want to live at certain level but their brain is just not allowing them to and again maybe even a lack of motivation they they want to to overperform but in reality they don't have the mental capacity to overperform because they're in that sore stage their brain is sore that needs a break so I kind of hope that makes uh, makes it a little bit easier to understand what really burnout is. I'm sorry. And how burnout can be experienced from, you know, different people in different ways. And I think if you're doubting yourself, whether you're burnt out or you're not, like if you're really thinking about it, you're like, maybe I am burnout. Maybe I'm not sure, though. Chances are 90% of the time you probably are burnout, right? You already feel that feeling of being off. It's a very could be a very mild way of you burning out, right? So again, 
just just because you hear the word burnout it does not mean that your life is completely comes to a dead stop no it just means that you are just not performing as well as you would like to perform so keep in mind burnout is not a yes or no question it is very much a spectrum and and i guess this is where it really comes down to how do we avoid burnout and and the easiest answer is to really listen to yourself listen to your body listen to your mind listen how how you know take take a real mindful step into your like psyche and analyze how you're feeling so to me the easiest way to you know kind of tell if i'm in that burnout zone or i'm close to burnout it's it's really what i do with my free time and what i what i um what I enjoy doing while I'm on my free time. Um, usually, I will say, um, you know, my free time, I like to watch YouTube, and I, I just like to, you know, enrich myself with um, different types of content. I, let's say I like to watch, for example, the news, or I like to read a new book, or maybe even play chess. Things like that is what I do to enrich myself. However, when I feel like I'm in that burnout stage, I stop doing what I really like to do, which is enrich my brain. And I start to, you know, just lay in bed, watch a movie. I'm not saying just because you watched a single movie, you're in that burnout stage. Not at all. I'm just saying you got to look at your patterns and see how those patterns change over time. Let's say if I usually watch, I don't know, a movie every month or so, and I see that I'm watching 27 movies in a week, in a month, you know, that's kind of a telltale sign like hey like something's not right here that doesn't mean i have reached burnout right but that does mean hey something is going on you should look into it and this kind of plays into the whole idea of listening to your brain and see for example another another great way to look at this is look at your energy levels and look how much um your energy is fluctuating like if you're having a really busy schedule, you know, you have meetings here, meetings there, classes, work, etc., etc., it does make sense that you're tired, right? But if you've been at home laying in bed and you just feel tired, you feel groggy, you feel like you just want to watch YouTube all day or you want to, you know, just waste your time, which there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I will touch that later, but... <laughs> um, you know, maybe those those are telltale signs of hey, maybe something is going on. Maybe I should you know, listen to my body, listen to what can I do to ch- what can I change to make this sensation of burnout or at least burnout, quote unquote. How can I? What can I do to really change that and really get back on my groove? So I guess our next logical step is if we have identified we're going into that zone of burnout, what can we do to avoid it? What can we do? And I think the most clear choice to me is really taking, pumping the brakes on your, you know, pumping the brakes on your life. See, hey, what can I do to change? So I have found, I know I I made a whole <laughs> segment of this podcast about exercise because it is so wonderful for your brain and so absolutely essential for you to work at full capacity. So imagine like, oh, how can I, how can I, mm, Imagine like your your brain ooh, how could I word this? Your brain tiredness. How can we measure that? So imagine it's like a a big cup of of sand. Well a big cup of sand. And as the level of sand rises up and down, that kinda identifies your your burnout and how much load you can take, right? 
So usually without exercise, when you start to fill the cup of sand, you start to fill it up. Without that exercise, you start to, you know, get some air pockets and, and your cup tends to fill, fill pretty quickly, you know, or at least for some people, it tends to fill pretty quickly. And your brain gets tired more, you know, gets usually a little more tired than without that with exercise. But you can imagine that when you are doing exercise and I want to throw in yoga and meditation in there too you kind of just compress that sand and pack it really really tightly so you have the same amount of sand the same amount of tasks and things you do is the sand but you have compressed it and you have made a lot more room for your brain to really just breathe and have a lot more you know keep it a bit so i will say doing exercise kind of stimulates your brain and kind of refreshes your brain almost in a way and it really really does help you avoid burnout for sure Another great way of, you know, kind of, you know, checking yourself, see, hey, is this happening? Like, is this burnout really coming? Like, is this the burnout coming? Is this the kind of feel it coming kind of thing? Is to really check how much sleep you're getting. You know, it's been proven time after time after time that brain cognition, so how well your brain works, you know, to perform tasks, um, is greatly diminished once the more, the more sleep you miss. So it kind of it kind of is like if you don't eat enough if you don't eat enough protein your muscles won't be able to function as well, right? If you don't, uh, I guess that kind of <laughs> the analogy is there, right? So you kind of need that sleep to let your brain work as smoothly as possible. And once again, going back to the sand cup analogy, uh, when you compress when you sleep you compress that sand a little more because you're letting your brain work at its full capacity so what seemed like a hard task to do before you had your proper sleep now seems like a normal task right so it it tires your brain a little less for sure so i would highly recommend please get your eight seven even six hours of sleep but don't sleep any less than that you really should not be sleeping anything less than six hours now that we have exercises and sleep um, out of the way, what is next? What can we do to avoid burnout? Diet. Diet is extremely important and it's extremely you know, precious. We, again, we have dedicated a section to diet as well. And this is where, where all kind of like all the aspects we have discussed so far kind of come in together and intersect right a healthy body equals a healthy mind you know getting that brain um you know feeding it with the right carbs the right proteins the right fat you know identifying whether you are feeding yourself right is a great step to start feeding yourself right and once you're able to feed yourself once again your brain function is going to be you know it's going to be more sharp more more quick you'll be able to you know perform tasks better without getting as stressed you know so i get that's a little another tip on how to really prepare your body for the amount of stress you're going to endure now those those three have been very much physical um things or changes you can do to you know get your brain and body working at a hundred percent capacity which again will pack that sound down and you know even if you have the same amount of work you will feel a lot more refreshed and a lot more energetic to do said work now comes the question of what can we do psychologically to avoid burnout you know because 
again, this is not just a purely physiological thing. You have to include your psychological aspect of life, right? So what can we do psychologically? Well, to put it quite simple, well, not to put it simple, to put it bluntly, the best way to really understand when you're getting close to burnout is to really assess how much stress can your brain take. And I will say, this does take quite a bit of work and this does take a lot of like inner you know mindfulness i guess to really identify how your body's functioning kind of thing so by really gauging how much work um you can take at a time you can really set boundaries for yourself and you can see hey is this like is this the right time to get a job considering all the things that i have and if you think your brain is ready to handle it sure get that job but if you're like hmm i'm not sure I'm kind of reaching my limit on my brain capacity almost, right? Or how much I can take on a day or in a week or a month. I'm like, hey, maybe getting a job right now is not my best idea. What other, you know, solutions or what other alternatives do I have? So really gauging how much strain you're putting your brain on a day-to-day basis is a great way to analyze how much stress and how much input can your brain take right and if the moment you realize hey this is too much for me you're able to set those boundaries and you're able to almost uh what's that called um not empower yourself you're able to advocate for yourself and really say hey i can do this i can't do this etc etc which again it's a great ability to have especially as you you know transition into the adulthood right and you have more things pile up on your plate and you know we you tend to not really realize how much ends up piling up in your in your you know day-to-day basis so yeah um a great way to really gauge when you're getting close to burnout or not kind of thing another great way to psychologically help yourself throughout through burnout and it's something that is definitely easier said that down said than done and that is chunking your work so most i would say most of us tend to you know leave the bulk of the work towards the end of the project right and by leaving the the most of the work to the end of the project it's not necessarily a bad thing i could go on about procrastination and how it's actually an amazing tool to have but i will say it is not good for your mental state it is definitely not good it puts puts a lot of pressure on you puts a lot of stress in you and and really if you're trying to avoid burnout and you're trying you're getting close to that you know limit of this is how much i can take procrastinating is really not what you want to be doing i will say right now currently i should be studying for my midterm but i'm not (laughs) but i will study for it i will study for it right after this episode Uh, should i have chunked this yes but i also realize i have a lot of like not brain power but i have a lot of still a lot of slack i can use and that's why i'm like okay i can procrastinate a little bit i can i still have a lot of like mental capacity to work the next couple days for studying for my midterm right but really understanding how much you can take kind of wraps around and be like okay can you take the next couple days to really be under stress trying to finish this exercise yes no so again do with the what you want (laughs) I will say procrastination, I'll probably make an episode about it. It's kind of an underrated and has like a bad fame for being, you know, not the best, but we will talk about that later. (laughs) And lastly, what other psychological, you know, um, behaviors can you do to really avoid burnout? And I think the best way, 
and I will say the best way to avoid burnout is to take breaks. And I, I know everyone says this, and everyone like, oh, like, oh, I should take a break. It's kind of common sense. Yes, it is common sense, but a lot of people just don't do it, right? A lot of people just don't take the breaks when they need to, right? So, you know, maybe it is, you know, Friday night, and you, have, you haven't seen your friends in a while, but you have this, like, assignment due on Monday, and your friend's asking, hey, let's go hang out. I really, really, really encourage you to consider, be like, hey... Is it okay if I take the night off? And nine times out of ten, you will be able to and really go out and enjoy yourself and, and you know, just disconnect from whatever's going on. Really just get on a different mindset, on a mindset, on a different just state of mind and, and just focus on something else for two hours, three hours, four hours, however much you want to spend. But we sometimes get so engulfed in our own lives and our own problems and in our own just head that we forget how important it is to take a break and to go socialize, to go touch some grass, you know, get some sunlight. And again, we forget about this. And it is, you know, I wouldn't say it's society's fault, but I do blame a lot of it on society. We tend to reward this workaholic behavior of trying to do more, more, more. And we forget to take care of ourselves. And really, we forget to to see what we need to do in order to work at 100% capacity. We just tend to see the short-term reward. It's like, okay, if we do this now, we're going to get 100% and et cetera, et cetera. Are you going to get 100 bucks more if I work another shift? But we tend to forget about the long-term effects. If you is Are those 100 bucks really worth um, your mental health deterioration? Are they worth you possibly having a complete mental breakdown and ended up in the hospital and you know that is a completely that is you know an extreme case but it could happen and, and really i encourage you so much to take care of your body and your mind please take care of both because if you're not taking care of them your body and break um, your brain will eventually break down and you're gonna pay the consequences you're gonna see Maybe instead of being out for a week, you're going to be out for two months, three months, you know, or even maybe you'll start like, I don't know, abusing drugs. <laughs> um, so who knows? I, I strongly encourage you to look at the long term consequences of your everyday actions, because what might seem like just another hundred bucks could be complete mental breakdown in two, three, four months. So keep that in mind. Besides those, I guess, like six tips I just gave, I can't really offer you any other any other tips. Um, man, my I guess my last tip, and it's not so much a tip to burn out, oh, to avoid burnout, but more like a tip to at least enjoy <laughs> the struggle of everyday life. And that is to do things you love. We have talked about this. Uh, we did talk about this quite a bit uh, a while ago but to really enjoy the things you do um, think about it if you're gonna burn out is it really worth it to do it for something you don't care about I don't think so I personally would rather be burned out doing the things I love than being completely unstimulated by my passions and really just working around and just living life a day at a time I think at least if you're gonna do something, do something you love. So that's kind of like I guess my closing remarks for this episode. And really, really think: 
is is what I'm doing worth it in the end? If the answer is no, really you should consider why the fuck am I putting so much work in it? <laughs> why am I trying to deteriorate my mental health for something I don't care about? On the other hand, though, if you're trying to, you know, do something you love, okay, maybe I should push myself a little bit, you know, push a little harder. If it's something that's going to bring me happiness, at least I'll enjoy while I suffer. <laughs> um, but anyways, thank you so much for listening all the way through the episode, if you did get to hear. <laughs> um, I hope you have an amazing start of your week. You know, it is Monday, so really get ready for the week, upcoming week. Uh, I hope you have, again, an amazing week. And I hope to see you next week. Um, for this week's challenge, I guess just trying to, I guess my biggest thing is try to gauge how much work you can take and how much stress and burnout you can take. Um, so really gauge how, how you're doing. Actually, that's a great one. Gauge how you're doing right now and see what steps should I do to really, you know, take care of yourself. Um, but yeah, anyways, have a great week and remember to stay awesome.